Kia ora, you're here on the One Radio One Ninety One FM. It is time for the first of our very, very cool interviews for the show today. So we're on air with Chloe Swarbrick. Are you there, Chloe? Yes, I am. Hi, thank you so much for coming on the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, so we just want to talk to you basically about how your campaign's going, uh, why you're running this time round, and we've heard you talk a lot about engaging the 66% of non-voters. Mm-hmm. Would you like mm-hmm. to kick off a bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So um, the reason that I'm running uh, is if you've been following my campaign, I actually entered pretty late in the game. I only announced at the beginning of July uh, and everybody else announced in November, December of last year and I was actually working as a journalist at the time uh, interviewing all of them. And I've lived in Auckland for basically my whole life. Uh, for my adult life, I've been quite involved in the arts, music and culture scene up here. Uh, and in talking to all of these candidates about these problems, which I personally was facing uh, amongst my peer group, uh, obviously our housing crisis, I have a bit of an issue with how it's been pitched in the mainstream mm. anyway, focusing on first-home buyers when we have so many issues with uh, people who are renting, so a lack of security of tenure. Uh, and rental prices to begin with, but then also obviously all of those people who are currently homeless uh, and living in overcrowded scenarios. Uh, But yeah, so I was experiencing, obviously I have a $43,000 student loan and I'm never gonna own a home in this climate, Uh, but also rent takes up a huge portion of my income. Uh, If we're talking about the transport woes that Auckland's facing, I don't own a car, Mm -hmm. so I rely on our less than great public transport. Uh, And then obviously everyone's talking as well about the brain drain, so the lack of opportunity here. And I've experienced all of my friends, well not all of them, but a substantial number of them are leaving Auckland and the country because the opportunity just isn't here. And post-grade students can make, not students, people, post-graduates, can make more money, uh, $22 an hour, bagging groceries in Melbourne mm-hmm. and doing their <laughs> art at night, you know? Uh, yeah, oh, so we I know. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just felt that all of these issues, which everyone was talking about, they weren't really seeking to Represent. understand mm. or uh, begin to engage with the people who are actually experiencing them. And then these visions which were being put forward, I just felt recycled and completely uninspiring. But then on top of that, researching into uh, kind of the turnout, Auckland actually had one of the lowest in the whole country. I think it was 41% across uh, New Zealand. In Auckland, it was 34.7%. And I was just really dismayed because the role of mayor, uh, one of the core things is to engage Aucklanders, and Mm -hmm. nobody was seeking to engage Aucklanders. Uh, And I feel as though it, it is absolutely the role of a leader and a representative, especially to engage our most vulnerable, our most disenfranchised and disenchanted. 100%. Um, So how have you gone about engaging this this untargeted group? So it it is really hard, uh, and it's extremely hard as well when you're working with my budget. Uh, Just today I reached over $5,000 in funding, so that was awesome. But, I mean, compare that to... (laughs) Um, and Phil Goff's 500,000, you know. Yeah. Uh, So social media has been really key because obviously that allows me to engage with, in particular, I guess, younger people. Uh, But I'm really trying not to be pigeonholed into that. I mean, my age has been up in headlights consistently. uh, And in that respect, I've kind of been dismissed for that face value and a lot of inferences on my experience. 
but it's also a matter of going into communities and actually talking to community leaders, so people who are currently on local boards, youth group leaders, uh, things like that. But one of the biggest struggles is that it is almost disenfranchised, almost disenchanted, the people who actually have the most to gain by voting, who are consistently the least likely to vote. And I feel as though that's got a lot to do with, if you're to theorize the likes of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, a lot of people in Auckland are struggling. So they can't, they can't get, they're struggling for those basic needs. They can't even begin to think about the privileged Mm. race of local government, you know? So yeah, it's, it's absolutely a struggle, but it's just a matter of really trying to be in the community and be where people are. And online has been a big help for me in that respect. That's fantastic. I feel like um, Dunedin has a lot probably to learn. I'd hope the candidates have taken something from your campaign in particular because although you said Auckland's turnout was low, Dunedin was actually lower last time. Yeah, we sat at 29% in the, uh, 29, in the 2013 election. <laughs> Just, you know, go yeah. Dunedin. But, um, and we face a lot of the same issues, or well, not quite the same, but there are, there's a lack of engagement in the communities that need it the most. So mm-hmm. it's, it is really super inspiring to see what you're doing, and I hope that that translates somewhat down here. Um, we do have a question from a listener who would like to know. They are asking, um, during the spin-off debate, Vic Crone suggested it was a good thing that young people will have to undertake six you know, to eight different careers in their lifetime, gaining a mashup of skills and saying that that was a good thing. And they were wondering what your position was in regards to that. Um, do you think this is due to like a rise in precarious work and that undertaking so many so many different careers is a positive or negative situation for the millennial and coming generations oh man that's yeah that's a really complex question and i mean it is (laughs) there's there's, there's so many variables i think definitely uh the people's lifestyles have changed and there are huge issues right now definitely with precarious work conditions but also security of work uh so young people in particular are starting off uh, you know we've got the classic problem of uh, you need to get experience to get experience mm. to get your first mm. job. Uh, and then when people are graduating, uh, the oversupply of Yopros and the demand for jobs just mean that uh, right now people are struggling to get into those jobs, which again is why we're see- seeing people leave the country. Uh, but also the productivity expected out of the average person is wearing them down hugely. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if I, I, I definitely don't agree with Vic Crone on that respect because you can't say what's good for a person without talking to a person. Mm-hmm. Everybody is individual in that respect. Uh, but I do also have a problem with the way that we're currently pushing kids into a production line of uh, going to high school, obviously, then going to uni and then expecting to get some professional job at the end of it. Because as we know, that isn't working right now. We do really need to be championing different alternatives instead of looking down on those at them, the likes of trades and going into the arts, those kinds of things. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I I have a question. What what is your vision? Where would you like to see Auckland in five years? What's your mayoral vision for this city? It's I grew up in Auckland, by the way. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so the major one is really just to see us have an identity. Uh, and that's kind of a huge, grandiose vision. So I, I would like to see us take some form of inspiration from Melbourne in that respect, so people feel as though they really belong here. Uh, right now, what we do have is just a lot of concrete and people who don't know their neighbours. And mm-hmm. one of the major ways that we can go about doing that, uh, I put it in my arts, culture and nightlife policy that I released uh, last week, I believe it was, which is essentially just to change the way that the council currently goes about doing things. 
So right now, the council has $3.5 billion per annum that they're spending on the running of Auckland. And one of the major things that they do is called procurement. So that is the uh, buying of things like our bus stops or the signage outside community halls. Mm -hmm. The way that they currently go about doing that is just getting contractor after contractor and kind of uh, spending ridiculous amounts of money without thinking about it because in the scheme of Auckland Council's budget, it's infinitesimal. What I think needs to change there is that we actually empower local boards and give them a mandate to say, actually, uh, in building this bus stop, which is actually going to cost six and a half grand, uh, how about you engage like an architecture student or an artist or a creator uh, in your neighbourhood and mm-hmm. they can put forward a tender to create this thing. And then what we have are unique artefacts that exist in neighbourhoods and suburbs around Auckland. And all of a sudden we do start to foster uh, that identity, which again has people feel like they belong here. So that's one of the major things. But I also really want to see uh, a real leading of investment in the arts. And again, this is where the council and all kind of government organisations get it wrong, is they think that this stuff costs tens of thousands of dollars, and it doesn't have to, and that's because bureaucracy gets involved, and they're only going after those huge headline name Mm, artists. mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that, yeah, one of my major threads is definitely to engage the creative community. Uh, But more than that, I want to bring forward the Rapid Transit Network, which is uh, the current plan that Auckland Council has, which is one of the great productive things that came out of the Super City amalgamation in 2010. Finally, we have a regional transport plan, which is actually kick-ass. Like, it will be amazing when it comes about, but right now it's projected for 2046 which is 30 years away. Too late. I want to bring that forward. (laughs) And one of the things that I really want to prioritise as well is uh, rail to the airport. So, yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of things uh, that I want to do. And also my housing and rates policy Mm. does everything that the council can do to see more homes be built. Fantastic. Uh, One last quick question. We'd just like to know... What's your experience of being a young woman in politics, especially a re- someone who, you know, you didn't have a mind for it beforehand. This is sort of like a late addition. And yeah. you're definitely inspiring. I know a lot of people and a lot of young women out there to see someone come in so strong and so with such talent. And yeah, we'd just like to sort of hear what your experience of it has been. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> really nice words. Um, well, it's, it's interesting. So... Kind of ever since I first started on radio, which was when I was 17 and kind of got more into the public eye, I guess, and that's becoming a more and more frequent phenomenon with uh, young people and obviously social media, the likes of Instagram and Tumblr and things like that. Uh, Initially, it was overwhelmingly positive, and it still is actually overwhelmingly positive, but there's definitely sexist things that have kind of snuck in there. Uh, There's been on Reddit particular because of the anonymity mm-hmm. that's afforded. Uh, people have started talking about my appearance, uh, my chin and my nose in particular. <laughs> uh, someone else saying that the mural contest should be a bikini contest. Uh, and there's been quite a few instances of older men saying that, uh, here, take my advice for how you go about doing things. And my response to that consistently has just been to basically be true to myself and just keep doing my own thing. I mm. mean, I've been pretty headstrong since I was a kid. Uh, and, yeah, essentially just if you remain true to that, then, yeah, you can reject all of that, yeah, those subsidiary issues and all of that sexism. And it just doesn't have to encroach on your vibe if that kind of makes sense. 
No, that's those those are really great words. It's mm. really inspiring. Um, yeah. Our show is Women Crush Wednesday, so we, we highlight things that are happening um, for women around the world, and we think you're doing great things for our communities. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. I think, yeah, more than anything, um, I just I want people to know that they can do literally whatever they want to do uh, if you work hard enough. Um, yeah, ev- everything is hard. Everything in life is hard, but I implore people to do the thing that fulfills them, and that thing might change uh, from week to week or from year to year. But, you know, if you do follow your passion, then you will live a fulfilling life. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, so, this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Such a positive note. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. We wish mm. you all the best. Yeah. Thanks so much. Mark. It's been great. Have a great, Have a great day. day. You too. See Bye. you later. Bye. That was Chloe Swarbrick. She is running for Mayor of Auckland City in the upcoming election. What a ridiculously Very, impressive young woman. So inspiring. I'm so inspired right now. Um, also, I hope all of the listeners, students, you should be thinking about OUSA elections right now because this is mm. a time you could make change for your own smaller community. And in the broader sense, all of Dunedin should be thinking about our upcoming regional elections because change does need to happen. There's a lot of really important issues on the table that change needs to start now. Mm. It's not going to... It's it's You know, the next, next election is probably going to be a little bit too late for things like what will happen with South Dunedin so Mm. there's a lot to research out there there's good resources get online check a lot of stuff out get involved get inspired I'm so inspired right now yeah Chloe for mayor she got my vote if I could vote (laughs) if I I could vote in Auckland but I actually live down here so I vote here but Mm. anyway